your heart is under assault, to understand that that's a battle, but, but Christ is present to it. And not just present as a sympathizer, but he's present as one who, he destroys these works. He, he ties up and bind, he ties these things up in your life. He binds them so they don't uh, belong there. And the only way then they have any power then is, is you give them power. You still believe those lies more than you believe the word of the Lord. Welcome to Gary Wilson Podcast. You're joining us in episode two of a series that's going to run for several months, if not longer, where we're talking about some deeper issues of the heart. We're calling it Renovating the Heart for Kingdom Leaders. When we say kingdom leaders, that is a broad spectrum of people who, whether it be leading your children at home or leading a large church or ministry, kingdom leaders are under attack today. And so I'm joined again by Dr. Mark Mayfield. And glad hey. to have you with us here. Yeah, this is fun. This I'm is enjoying, enjoying the conversations. Well, we're going to get into... Uh, Jesus binding the strong man uh, and how that works out in our life, how mm. things are uh, loosed and bound in our heart. But before we do, uh, I just wanted to touch on a book that you wrote, Dr. Mark Mayfield, The Path Out of Loneliness. Can you take two, three minutes just to describe the, the book? Uh, why yeah. would somebody want, want to take a look at that and read it? And we have some available at World Challenge and, of course, on Amazon as well. Right. Well, I think that the, I've been so frustrated over the years of just seeing how we conceptualize mental health and emotional health in our society and our church. Yeah. And um, it was interesting. I, I got a, a call to write this uh, about th five weeks before COVID uh, wow. pandemic hit. Timing. Huh? So I wrote it during the COVID pandemic, which is you know, interesting timing. Um, but I wanted I wanted to look at because I think there's a lot of stigma still around depression, anxiety, you know, bipolar, schizophrenia, you know, uh, relational issues, anger, um, and I wanted to create a, a conversation around the fact that we're holistic beings, mind, body, mm -hmm. and, and and spirit, and the Bible talks about that, right? That's right. Um, and so to look at this from a from a holistic perspective and not to silo it, and so. Um, I think when we have a right understanding of who we are and how we've been designed and then what has happened as a result of the fall, yeah. we then have maybe more grace and more understanding for those That's of us good. that are struggling. And so, um, you know, the, the book is, uh, is, is, is not as academic as I, yeah, I, I didn't want it to make it too academic, mm -hmm. you know, as a professor, sometimes I have a tendency to make it too academic. So I wanted it to be very relational, very storytelling and, uh, then provide some practical tools. Uh, the hard part is I wish it was a formula. You know, I mean, I wish it was a two plus two equals four. Yeah. Here's what you're supposed to do and you're not going to be lonely anymore. And it's not that simple. Yeah. And so I do my best to provide some practical tools and tips, but um, really it's going to be a unique journey for each of us. And, yeah. and we can apply these tools in certain ways. And like we talked about last episode, you know, how we see ourselves and our own identity and our own heart in yeah. relation to those things is going to be really important. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's, you know, <clears throat> we are... Whether we like it or not, we're under attack. We're mm -hmm. we we were born. I, I call it. You know, we were born in Narnia in winter. Yep. Uh, not when Aslan's you know fully Spring uh, came, on the yep. on the run. And so, you know, another way to look at it was you know, we were born on a battleship, not a cruise liner. Mm. And so we would prefer the other, but <clears throat> we have to face the reality of where we are. You know, there's an Old Testament passage that says you know that that God left when Israel came into the Promised Land. He left five different tribes in there uh, that were warring against them and. And the question was by Joseph, uh, by you know, the leaders of Israel at the time, were, why would you leave these enemies in the land? And he says, well, I, want to, I want to train your hands for war. Mm. And so part, part of the reason we're under assault and we're in this cosmic warfare is that God is train, training us to be warriors. He's training mm. us to be victors. He's training us to 
overcome. There's something so much better about life having gone through a war, having gone through a raging battle, a bloody battle, and coming out victorious with mm-hmm. a sword in the hand and you know stepping on the head of your enemy and just saying, I conquered. You know, right. That's much better than sort of watching it on TV or or you know, living this mundane life outside of it. So you may not think so, but I think, you know, people listening here, they they they, they you don't have to invite a warfare, you're already oh, in gosh. it. Oh gosh. But yeah, don't but, go don't go looking for it. It's gonna it's gonna find you. Just yeah, you know. You're gonna find it. You're gonna find so last week we talked about the last episode we talked about the assault on the heart. And I just I I have a few quotes here I wanted to read to you to to just talk about the battle that we're in. Uh, uh, Charles Spurgeon, many of you know mm-hmm. Charles Spurgeon, and his final, the final sermon he ever preached includes these words. Uh, Spurgeon declared that Christ is always found to be in the thickest part of the battle. When the wind, uh, when the wind blows cold, he always takes the bleak side of the hill. This is our, one of our favorite passages, Isaiah 61, mm-hmm. uh, where he comforts those who mourn. Uh, you know, a lot of leaders want to kind of walk alongside those who are you know, visibly overcoming in all their areas of, you know, just the golden goose, they lay the golden goose. That's why I want to align myself to that person. They're popular, they're successful. Jesus aligns himself with people that have been bloodied by the battle Mm -hmm. because he knows those are going to be the deep people. Those are going to be the profound people. You know, I've met people that are, have not been through the battle or they refuse to fight it. And they, on the outside, they can look very successful, but inside there's something missing. There's a depth that's not there. There's a I call it gravitas. They don't have that right. that gravity of of depth. And but those who've been through the battle, coming out, the the Joni Erickson Tadas, the mm-hmm. the people that have have suffered greatly, but come out without being bitter, without being uh, rejecting the Lord, or feeling or or blaming the Lord, or demanding certain you know things. And so so right in the middle of the battle, mm-hmm. uh, and you probably found that you've been you've been in counseling for how, how many years? Have you have you uh, given uh, counsel to people? I think including. Uh, my training about fifteen. So you've seen yeah. people come, sit in front of you, um, and, and tears aren't always the indicator of a battle. But a lot of times you see tears when somebody's been in a battle, right? Yeah, I think tears. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't go into that, but okay. I think te- tears. Yes, are, are, can be an indicator. The only reason um, I brought it up is just, you know, sometimes you just, you, you know, you ask some. Yeah, you know, in my pastoral counseling. Sure. I'll ask somebody how they're doing, and they're just like, they're just break down, you yeah. know, just like you know, there's something, there's an assault on their heart, and even if there's not tears, there's, but you basically people come to you, mm-hmm. and they come to the pastoral counseling, they come to the church, right? Uh, oftentimes because this assault is raging against them, this, and they don't realize that you know Christ is on that bleak side of the hill with them. And so, what kind of things do you do you do you see? Like, do you have categories of assault in a sense, or not necessarily? Maybe not necessarily. I, I mean, that's actually a good question. I, I've got to think about that because I think um, when I sit with people in my when I when I've sat with people in the office uh, on the couch, you know, it's uh, it is taking in some of this this uh, picture of what Spurgeon said is I'm sitting on the bleak side of the hill with them. I'm mm-hmm. sitting in their in their in their struggle, and I think you learn a lot about humanity in sitting in that struggle. Um, I think there's a lot of individuals that have that mindset that that there's something wrong with them, and therefore this is why there's this is happening, yeah. you know. Or you've got people that, like you said, that are are in the office because life is falling apart around them, and they're blaming anybody and everybody around them for their problems and not taking ownership of things. Mm. And so I, I don't know if there's necessarily categories because I, I tell um, 
when I when I teach at Colorado Christian, I, I tell my students when you've met one person with depression, you've met one person with depression. So you don't see that as a category like this? No. I'll fit that yeah. person in the category of depressed or of a... Uh, of, uh, yeah, I don't think so because I, I, I like think, uh, one, it diminishes the story, mm-hmm. right? The, like we talked about at the end of last uh, episode of the word yeah. of the testimony. I think the word of yeah. the testimony is is powerful in breaking mm-hmm. some of these strongholds. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my experience with depression and anxiety might be different. You know, so I tell people that... Uh, and tell my students that you need to approach every single person as a unique, brand new story. Mm-hmm. Now there are themes, yeah. right? But but I think it's it's important to understand that um, because of the uniqueness of how we've been created, you know, um, the way we respond to things is going to be unique mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. And I like that that you know as Spurgeon's talking about here the. Uh, you know, Christ is taking the the bleak side of the hill with us. That that he's you know, that he, you know he has suffered like we have. As he, mm-hmm. Hebrews tells us so that he could sympathize with us. So he he understands. They may not be categories, but he understands. You know, again, the Isaiah sixty one. You know, there's some people that come to Jesus in the morning, and and he comforts those. And some people come to Jesus and they're broken hearted. And and he sets the captives free, mm-hmm. or, or you know, the broken hearted, or the captive, or the uh, those who are uh, those who are just bound, uh, mm-hmm. he sets them free. And so, you you see, number one, that he sympathizes with us, that he's there with us, and when we when our heart is being assaulted by the wicked one, mm-hmm. he he's there with us. But but I'm so glad he doesn't just stop there. It's like. He's not just a sympathetic brother. He's a warrior, mm-hmm. you know. And so, when that assault is raging against us, he he engages in battle. He's he's on that mm-hmm. side of the hill. You know, well, he he enters in, and I think that's yeah. the 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 epitome of what empathy is. He's actually down in the trenches with us, yeah. not letting the trenches affect him, right? right? But letting you know he's on yeah. that in in that space, uh, and I think that that plays into I think some of the tools that we've talked about is. Yeah. That when we have a right understanding of who we are and our identity, no matter what we go through, we're able to maybe enter into other people's struggles as well mm-hmm. without letting those things affect us, yeah. just like Jesus exemplifies. Yeah, that's good. That's good news. Uh, one other so quote, good. Yeah. yeah. One other quote is, uh, uh, it says, uh, this is uh, Elizabeth Charles. She says, if I profess with the loudest voice and the clearest exposition, every portion of the truth of God, except precisely that little point which the world and the devil are at that moment attacking, I am not professing Christ. However, boldly I may be professing Christianity. Where the battle rages, the loyalty of the soldier is proved. And to be steadily on the battlefield besides is mere flight and disgrace to him if he flinches at that one point. When you look at that in a you know, cosmic situation, that's, that, that's just too much for me to, to, to battle. But when, when I think of it in the assault of the heart, mm. that if I'm not willing to fight against that 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 area of assault. It could be depression. It could be fear. It could be lust. It could be, so, you know, whatever the element that is the presenting problem in my life. If, if I'm going to run from that, if I'm going to repress it, if I'm going to hide it. And so, so I, I think that, and you can speak to this probably better than me, but I think the healthiest people are those who are really in touch with where the assault on their life is that, yeah. that, you know, if they, if they want to have a conversation with you, they're going to have some awareness of, man, I'm really struggling with fear. Or, mm-hmm. So again, for our listeners here today, that you know, you, you've tuned into this, this this particular series on renovating the heart. You've tuned in it because you you know the, the, there's there's a longing in your heart to to address certain issues. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I want to just commend you that you 
you are listening today because you want to engage in the battle. You're, you're not running from it. You're mm -hmm. not hiding from it. And I think the most unhealed and unhealthy people are those who don't want to get into the battle. They don't want to fight for their heart to, to win the victory over, over the elements that tr try to diminish the heart. Well, I agree. And I think the, the interesting thing about that statement, though, is that they're in the battle. They just are not choosing to recognize it. They're in the battle, but they don't choose to recognize right. it. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, you know, the people that uh, I think that, like you said, there's a richness in those of us that are able to sit with the discomfort and sit with the struggle, call out. You yeah. know, I love this quote by Elizabeth Charles that to, to actually call out and confess what is really going on yeah. so that we have that power uh, yeah. of Christ to, to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. When one of my sons was dealing with an addiction you know, I, I, could, I couldn't just claim it wasn't there or I con couldn't confess he was not in sin or mm -hmm. in rebellion or in brokenness or that he wasn't wounded deeply. I, I had to say, okay, Lord, this is where the battle's raging right. and this is where I need you most, Jesus. This is mm -hmm. where I need, the, as we talked about last week, the, 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 to speak a better word over my family, to, to let my testimony be that I believe you're going to break through for my son. And mm -hmm. uh, a good friend of mine gave me, I was sitting next to him at a conference and he just wrote on a little piece of notepaper uh, it's the scripture verse that, because at the time actually two of my sons were having problems with mm -hmm. addictions and I was really worried about them and anxious and stress and he wrote this little verse that said uh, and uh, you know Peter and I think it's Peter and John got into the boat with their father Zebedee and, and, that's, and that's what he wrote but I, and it was like and it hit me I knew what he meant it's like my sons are going to get in the boat with me mm -hmm. and that's actually happened it's a miracle mm -hmm. I, I actually have that little handwritten note uh, framed on my bedside awesome. uh, and I just think of that you know almost every night give thanks to the Lord because yeah. that but that's where that battle was raging mm -hmm. you know and people listening to us today they they could be in in you know going through a divorce or they could be going through a you know the attack on their physical body and mm -hmm. their uh, you know but to, but to, for them you know I think we want to both encourage them uh, don't repress that emotion don't you know feel what you feel uh, you know hurt mm -hmm. when you're hurting and, mm -hmm. and and get that out before the Lord and preferably before somebody else as well. Well, I think that that's where we have to come to a right understanding of that there are no good or bad emotions. They're just emotions. Yeah. Emotions are just are. They're indicators of something deeper. Now, we have to go back to Scripture and, and realize, you know, where it says the heart is deceitful above all else, meaning right. we don't we don't listen to or allow our emotions to guide our decisions. Yeah. We have to recognize what they are and where they're, what they're indicating. Like an indicator light on a car, they're pointing to something that's deeper. Uh, to ignore them is is to make it worse, right? So if your you know check engine light comes on your car and you keep on driving for another hundred miles and you know the transmission falls out and you're all mad because the transmission f fell out, but you had that indicator light telling you you probably should go to a mechanic. Yeah. Whose fault is it? And so I think with 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 this as well, it, it is not repressing or ignoring. It's going okay, but it's not giving into either, right? right? So I want to make yeah. that distinction of going okay. If I'm struggling with fear right now, why? Mm. Why am I struggling with fear? What, what's it pointing to? Yeah. And, and what, what should my next steps be? If I'm struggling with lust right now, why? Yeah. You know, don't repress it. Don't ignore it. Don't give into it. Yeah. But, but recognize what is, what's, it, what's an indicator. That's so good. You know? And so I think, yeah. um, I'm sure you have too, found so many times where uh, just we have a wrong understanding of those things and, yeah. and we are well-meaning, but we might create more problems for ourselves and for those around us if we don't yeah. do that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think you're spot on. The emotions themselves, 
in a sense, are neutral. They uh, probably lean, lean more to the positive side because sure. God gave them those emotions. Uh, but they, but how how we you know in the first episode you talked about the lens mm-hmm. uh, we interpret those things, and so you know the, the way you know the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony interprets those things. Our testimony interprets those things differently. What we believe sure. about those emotions, and so you know it's uh, I contend for the fact that. Satan in the garden was attacking. He saw beauty. Mm. He, he he saw intimacy between yep. God and and Adam and Eve. He saw intimacy between Adam and Eve. He saw impact that they were naming the animals and ruling over the fish and the birds. And he saw them be beginning to tend the fields. He saw uh, he saw creativity. Uh, he just saw the beauty. He right. saw the image of God. And so, okay, I'm gonna. He wasn't attacking. He didn't come around and say like you know Adam sort of. Uh, is grumpy, so I'm going to attack his grumpiness. Uh, or Adam is really shy. I'm gonna, he didn't attack his weakness. He attacked his strength. He attacked his beauty, his glory. The glory. I was going to say that's a word that you've used a lot yeah, that I like. Word, yeah, he, but that, that's what it is. And, yeah, yeah. and it's reclaiming that glory is what yeah. we're trying to do. Yeah, I get that from from Lewis. You know, he mm-hmm. talks about if you could see a man as he really is, you would just fall down almost dead in mm-hmm. shock of the great glory that God has put in. And that's and that's not to say man is is some high and lofty creature. It's to say we're created in God's image, which gives us uh, mm-hmm. a, a glory, a reflective glory of God. And so Satan is attacking that. He sees, and so if you take that to what you just said, your emotions, even fear, uh, or let's say lust, that's a, that's a good example because that's something I had wrestled with in my mm-hmm. history. Uh, my, you know, I used to be so, so defeated. I'm such a lustful person. Right. I, you know, it's like uh, pornography so attracted me. And so it's like, well, I'm such a miserable person. I'm not a good Christian. I'm, I'm not doing, you know, and so all that stuff that mm-hmm. turning that. Uh, but it wasn't until I realized that, that the enemy's attacking my glory, which is I'm a really deeply loving person. I feel deeply passionate about wanting to be loved and to love mm-hmm. and to give my heart to God emotionally. And so I'm. Or to be know, physically connected to. To be connected, yeah. yeah. And so. Satan was not actually attacking my weakness to be a lustful man. He was attacking my strength to be a deeply loving, passionate man. And he, he didn't want to see that glory shine. So right. he, he robbed of that. And that's why I think you're, what you're saying mm-hmm. about emotions being, being good. And even the, 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 even the emotions gone askew. The ones that are more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Are showing us what really is the deeper intention of our heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a person who's, who, who you know, feels weak and insignificant really is being attacked in the fact that they're probably created by God to have great impact in the world, to, to do something with the deep mm-hmm. giftedness that God's well, same with Same with fear and anxiety, right? I mean, fear and anxiety basically renders us useless mm-hmm. when there's a great strength in the opposite of that, yeah. right? So I, I love that that analogy of, of he's not attacking our weakness, he's attacking our strengths, yeah. but he's he's... He's packaging them yeah. as yeah. weakness, you know. I learned that from watching. Uh, I had two dogs at the time. One was this big, strong uh, Rottweiler with, you know, this neck. huge, mm-hmm. And the other was a bird dog. So he's real fast. His legs mm-hmm. moved. He could skirt around. And they got in a fight one day. And I noticed that they were attacking. They weren't attacking each other's weaknesses. So the, so the, uh, the, the bird dog was not attacking the legs of the Rottweiler. He was going after its neck because he could really, if I get a hold of this guy's neck, his strength is going to be diminished. And the Rottweiler wasn't going after the fast dog's neck. He was going after his legs. He goes, this dog's so fast if I don't take his legs out. Hmm. And so I, I was watching that one day and I just thought, that's what the enemy does to us. Yeah. He, he attacks our strength. So it, it's kind of an encouragement for people, I think, to go mm-hmm. like, man, I'm really being attacked with anger. Well, 
it probably shows you're a deeply caring person right. uh, because you feel your anger deeply. You, you, you're probably a very just person. Right. And so, uh, you know, you can almost, your, the word of your testimony can change. What you believe about yourself can change when you realize hmm. the assault mm -hmm. is coming from from uh, the enemy seeing seeing your strength. Yeah, I know. I love that. Mm. I was going to go to uh, a passage of scripture, and I, I want to get your take on this. It's a, uh, it's uh, I, I didn't put it in the notes we were talking about, but because uh, it came to me late last night. But uh, I don't know if you studied this much. I haven't really studied it a whole lot, but uh, and, and it's used in so many different ways. It's the story of Jesus and the binding of the strong man, mm -hmm. and you know he heals this guy, and then the Pharisees say you're you're casting out that demon by the power of Satan, and Jesus says you know, a king a house or a kingdom can't. Um, divided can't stand. But then he, he goes on to say, but if I'm casting out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. So first thing I would say here is, it's kind of exciting as we're talking about the assault on the heart and Jesus kind of being on that bleak side of the hill with us or in the depth of where our battle is raging. And then he's saying, what he's doing is he's casting out demons by the spirit of God. The kingdom of God is coming. And to me, that's an encouragement for people. The kingdom of God is coming to you, you know, when you have counseled a lot of people or when you're life coaching people, you see, you know, you've done some life coaching with me mm -hmm. and I've seen, uh, you know, you, you didn't cast any demons out of me, <laughs> but, but you cast something out of me in a mm -hmm. sense of an, an unbelief, a doubt, mm -hmm. uh, fear, and, and, and it put the kingdom arrived in mm -hmm. me and stuff. So that, that seems to be sort of one of your callings, doesn't it? Well, I, and I love that passage because I think sometimes we think of the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God as something that's to come. And I think it's a it's a yes and right. it's a now and not yet. Right. It's a it's a yes and, right? Yeah. And I think we don't we don't recognize that the power of the kingdom arriving now. Um so yeah, I think that's it's something that uh I find very honoring, uh very almost holy ground type stuff when it I'm sitting holy, when yeah. I'm sitting with people uh and, and helping usher in some of that uh, yeah. by the power of the blood. Yeah. You know. You probably are looking at them and saying, if, if you only knew who you were, right? you know, if you only knew your giftedness, your mm -hmm. glory, your calling, you know, then, then and uh, could you imagine the church mm. really functioning on all cylinders like that? That'd like, be beautiful. I mean, we, it would be unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. It would be everybody in, in a unique way, somebody with the way they could speak, somebody with the way they love, mm -hmm. somebody the way they lead, but it's not a diminished leadership or diminished love. It's, right. it's not coming out of a wounded heart that is full of fear and anxiety. It's coming out of their... Real given. That's what Jesus came to do, mm -hmm. you know. In in John uh, one, First John three eight, uh, in one of the little minor translations, it says uh, Jesus has appeared to uh, to destroy the things that the devil does. Mm -hmm. uh, it's such a cl clear way of saying it. it's like so. The devil does these certain things in your life. He he diminishes you. He lies to you. He gets you to believe lies about yourself. He gets you in agreement with these lies. So th so that's what he's doing. And then, and then Jesus comes and he casts that out. So, okay, you're not going to believe that anymore. You're right. not going to live under that burden anymore. You're not going to live under that that yoke of right. bondage anymore. You're going to believe the truth. And so he's, and the kingdom of God has, and like you said, it's it's now, more is coming. Right. But, but I, I, you know, just another comment on that. I, you know, some people, um, I think you and I have talked about a particular author and counselor that we both really mm -hmm. admire, uh, and yet we had the same concept that it seems to push everything off to heaven. Right. Uh, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be significant when you get to heaven. Right. So don't worry about it now. You're going to be full of impact in heaven. So uh, you can get a taste of it now. But I think that taste is a lot bigger and broader oh, gosh. than we realize. Yeah, yeah. and I and I think we 
when we recognize it, it's not from a place of pride. It's a place of humility and wanting to tell the story and share mm, and, yeah. and help. You know, going back to what you were saying as far as, you know, the impact of the church, I think if we, it sounds overwhelming, and I think there's a way to do it, but if we are able to see people in our congregation for the way that God is right. and provide it, not everybody, but provide a place for them to exercise their giftings and, and their identity, I mean, talk about the power that gets developed yeah. in that for mission and for community and for healing in in, uh, in our world. Mm. Um, there's something, I mean, I think about it, there, you know, and, and those that are listening, like think about that one time when you were truly seen as a child, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you're in the midst of a, a, a disappointment or an emotional upset and you have a caregiver that comes down onto, on their knees, on your level, looking at you and going, I'm so sorry, mm-hmm. this really stinks. You know, you are so much more than this, and and let you know, and they start speaking truth and life over you. Yeah, just the just like almost the like you said, the glory that rises up out yeah. of that. We, I don't know why we we forget that. Yeah. I don't know why we don't make that a part of our yeah. uh, purpose in each of our days. Right. Um, I think maybe it goes back to like you were saying. It's it's we're looking at the wrong things, and we're not understanding maybe our true identity. Yeah, yeah. The, the assault on our own heart. So, so let's picture, picture that mom you're talking about. Their, their five-year-old is uh, crying. So some people call it dysregulated or de- deregulated. deregulated. So yep. there's, there's, there's this regulation. You're supposed to be in this sweet spot in the middle. And sometimes you can check out and be mm-hmm. depressed and downcast and have no emotion, no joy, no, no vigor, vitality. Mm-hmm. Or you can get angry and uh, aggressive. Right. And so you're, you're on the scale. You're not regulated in the middle. Well, this mother that you're talking about that comes and soothes that child is 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 bringing that child into the mother's almost their own place of regulation. Um, and so yeah. that's a, you know you're talking about a powerful gift. Mm-hmm. You know sometimes we think of gift and it's like oh you're a prophet or you're an evangelist sure. or you're a pastor of a church. Uh, but man, that mother, what an amazing gift! But she can't do that if her heart is assaulted no. and she's not regulated, she's, she's mm-hmm. hyper aggressive yep. or angry and frustrated and, you know, wanting to shake the kid and stop, you know, stop and it. What you, they, know. you know, I remember when your kids were born, they told you, you know, yeah. well, the first thing to tell you, don't shake the baby. Right. Yeah. You have to take so, the whole class, you know, <laughs> yeah. class on that. And that yeah. Kind of stuff. So yeah. that's, that's that, that's that deregulated person or, or, or just check out and just, I can't do this anymore. I mean, it's like, I give up and we have to get free from that assault mm-hmm. of our own heart in order to help other right. people's hearts. That's what Jesus is doing here in this passage. Well, and that's what I talk about in the book a lot of the idea that, uh, and, I, and, and there's no secret to this, that if the, the secret to counseling is the relationship, it's mm-hmm. that holding that safe space. It's, it's that regulating yeah. factor yeah. and how that affects our physiology, how that affects our brain, how that affects our emotions, our rhythms, our heart, our breathing, yeah. all that kind of wow. stuff. You know, and that's what God intended. And that's why we look at, back to Spurgeon's quote, that he's in the thickest part of the battle with us on the bleak side of the oh, hill yeah. because yeah, yeah. he's helping regulate yeah. and bringing us back into that regulation. Wow. I mean, and so there's there's really not a, it's it's simple and it's hard, mm. right? It's simple. Be with people, love people, you yeah. know, and, and have people around you that can help regulate your heart. Yeah. Uh, but we do that for others. Yeah. And I think that the, it can catch on. Yeah. Like, that's why choosing your company mm-hmm. um, very well, like people who are calm and and have this that this this peace of Christ that passes understanding in their heart, they're going to help you in your hour. Where if you're with people of chaos, and mm-hmm. you know that's why you know addicts tend to 
be drawn to other addicts. They're, sure. they're, they're, they, they, they soothe themselves the same way. Right. That's okay. You're going to use this. Uh, you're going to use the bar. Yep. I'll, I'll belly up to the bar you. next <laughs> yeah. to you and yep. we'll, we'll do this together. They're, they're trying to regulate in a sense. We're going to do a whole episode on that, on, on regulating and, and how, how the Holy Spirit helps us, how company helps us and how you can even self-regulate to some, some degree. Mm-hmm. We'll, and you, and you're more proficient at understanding the nuances of that than I am. Mm-hmm. So you'll be a great help. Uh, to us on that. But just in closing here, just, uh, you know, so Jesus uh, arrives, you know, that's what John three eight, first John three eight says, you know, he arrived for this purpose to just to destroy what the devil does. So the devil's doing these accusing things in our life. The good news is Jesus has arrived on the hill, the cold side of the hill. He's arrived in the, in the the hardest part of the battle because he sees that's your strength, not your weakness. And he's wanted to bring that strength out in you. And then he says, um, for who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods, only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. Mm. You know, this is that 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 binding of the strong man, as some people call it, is is the idea of uh, the the assaulted enemy has been bound, his lies have been nailed to the cross, mm. and so uh, I don't know. Just as you hear that, what where, where's your mind go? What do you see of of Jesus coming to uh, you know the thousands of people that you've helped? Um, so Jesus is not just there with you. I love the fact that he has power. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, if, if, uh, if, if, you know, if some, some person just walked alongside of you and said, you know, I'm here to help, that'd be great. Right. But to have Jesus, uh, the omnipotent God come alongside, does that make your mind go anywhere in particular? Well, I think it just makes us, I think we have to make sure that we have a right understanding, a right understanding of who God is, you yeah, know, a, that's good. a good Christology, you know, if we yeah. want to go theological for a minute, because, uh, mm-hmm. I think we have, whether it be by, you know, uh, pop religion or pop psychology or whatever, we oftentimes have a, a unrealistic view of who God is um, and who Jesus is in that sense. And I think to come back to the sim- sim- simplistic piece of that, um, uh, of what Christ has done, yeah. and then how that has is translated. I always tell people this um, that I I don't often promote myself as a Christian counselor because I want people to recognize and experience the Holy Spirit within me, whether they realize it or not, Yeah, you know? And so, uh, that tapping into that power, that's the power that all of us have. Um, but mm-hmm. it, I had to come to a right understanding of who I was inside of who Christ is. Yeah. And like you said, realigning my heart and my identity to who he is. And then, um, you know, when I, every, I mean, I don't know about you, but every time I go into a counseling session, every time I go onto the stage to speak, every time I, you know, I, I get pretty nervous mm-hmm. because like too. there's, there's a lot of weight to this. There's a lot of power in this. There's right. a lot of responsibility in this. And I have to make sure that I'm just like this pastor said, I'm bringing Christ along yeah. to bind up. Yeah. Bind up the brokenheartedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that those who are listening to us today, whether, you know, whether you're a pastor, a counselor, um, or maybe you're struggling with this dysregulation and deregulation in the, in your family, uh, spouses. You know, you're, you're, there's something. You know, your your heart is under assault, and therefore it's it's just you know it's two two people clashing in marriage. To understand that that's a battle, mm. but but Christ is present to it, yep. and not just present as a sympathizer, but He's present as one who He destroys these works. He yep. He ties up and bind, He ties these things up in your life. He binds them so they don't. Uh, belong there, and the only way then they have any power then is you, is you give them power. Mm-hmm. You still believe those lies more than you believe the word of the Lord. And to be honest, sometimes we'll 
we'll we'll slip and fall and go back to that. And yeah. it's just reminding our you know and coming you know it's it's that uh, constant this side of heaven dance that we're going to be in. Yeah. Uh, and and I think right. the more we're intentional about it, the less frequent we're going to stumble. Yeah. But uh, that's right. You know. Well, thank you. I, I love your insight. It's been, been great to hear, hear from you. Appreciate you co-hosting with me yeah. uh, in this particular series about renovating the heart for kingdom leaders. Uh, the next episode, we have a special guest with us, and we're going to be talking about uh, agreements that we make with uh, the accusations of the, of, of the enemy. Uh, Adam Young, um, he's a Christian counselor therapist, and uh, he's going to be our guest next next episode. And then when we come back, uh, that'll be episode four. I want to sort of follow up on what we're going to be talking about with, with Adam Young, nice. uh, this idea idea of, okay, so we, we've discussed assaults. The enemy assaults us. There's a battle raging. His primary tool is these accusations. And then our primary weakness is when we agree to those accusations. And and, and, and we actually have like, uh, we, we, we're, we're almost like a soul tie to that mm-hmm. that wrong belief and how to how to break that. That's what Jesus talking about, binding up that strong man that comes into our heart, into our house, and do that. So the next few episodes are going to be really important. I really want you to dig in. Uh, I want you to do a little homework as well. Um, uh, study the Word of God. Study your own heart uh, to, to, to know what the inner workings are, to know. Uh, I ask you the question, do you know where the battle rages is in your heart, where mm-hmm. the salt is? Is it, Where is it in your relationships uh, in, in with, with your children, with your spouse, with somebody on your job, with people in your church? Where, where, where are the battles relationally being fought? Where is the battle internally being fought? And begin to do some homework on that. Pray over that. Talk to a trusted friend, uh, whether it be your pastor or somebody in your small group that maybe a small group leader. Uh, look to other people uh, because, um, you know, we're – our hearts are deceitfully wicked. Sometimes we mm-hmm. have a wrong description of even how we feel about ourselves. So you, you talk to somebody else about that. Uh, you feel free to write us as well. Uh, check us out at worldchallenge.org, and you can find out more information about our ministry. But you can also um, <clears throat> do that. There's also a ministry you have called My Hope. Can you take a few mm-hmm. seconds just to talk about My Hope? Yeah. Uh, talk, check out My Hope Global. Uh, and we uh, are launching or have launched by this time this episode is, is out. Uh, a extensive Christian counselor network referral list that you can search your area and find a, a vetted Christian counselor uh, to see. And I think that that helps, I think, yeah. to know that, that I can, okay, this is a place I can trust. Now, I will say that if you're looking for a, a counselor, um, the statistic really is about give it a, a two or three. Mm. You know, so the first one, you know, great. If it's a good fit, uh, stick with it, but it might be, uh, don't get discouraged if you try one and just didn't feel like a good fit. Uh, go find another one if it doesn't feel like, you know. So usually about the third time is when you find mm. uh, the right fit for you. Um, but don't buy into the lie that, you know, all counselors are bad if you can't find a good one right away. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to take some time. And it's about personality. You're not going to pick every friend that you find right. uh, or somebody that wants to be your friend. You have to have that that sinking up and that yeah. – uh, um, camaraderie there, so make sure that you understand that too. And that, but my hope has got a lot of great resources about depression, anxiety, right. addiction, uh, suicide, yeah. uh, from a um, from both a psychological perspective and a biblical perspective yeah. as well. Well, between my hope and World Challenge and our podcast over these next uh, coming months, so the episode you're going to hear some stuff that we, I really believe can be life changing. I really believe it can set you on a different trajectory, a course. That sense of um, 
you know, so many Christians have high expectations of what their faith should be, yeah. rightfully so. Sure. And then their, their reality is really low. Their their expectations are high, but the reality, and, and that's that causes such frustration, causes such angst of soul. Mm-hmm. And I believe these these next episodes are going to be actually like how, how do we integrate what we really want out of life, what we believe we should have out of life, what God calls us out of life. How do we really integrate that to where we have that? So it's not saying I I believe I should be a good husband, but I'm a lousy husband. I believe I should be free from pornography, but I'm stuck in pornography. I, I believe I should have my anger control, but I'm always flying off of the handle. How, how do we integrate our life and do that? And so I, I think when we talk about these things like accusations, agreements that we make with the lies of the devil, and then particularly the authority, that, that mm-hmm. we, then we're going to get to the really good stuff. We start talking about the authority of believer, the authority of God mm-hmm. uh, to, to break these, these uh, chains in, in mm-hmm. our life and truly set us free. Uh, I've gotten to know you over the last few months, and I see you're, you're a man who's free. You have joy, and you have life, and you have freedom, and I believe to some degree the Lord's blessed me with that as well. And uh, mm-hmm. so, so uh, you know, not not that we uh, are, can answer every question, but we yeah. certainly, you know, we've been, been down the road a little bit, and we've fought a few battles, mm-hmm. and I think the Lord has... We wouldn't be doing this unless we felt like God had given us something to say. Yep. So let me close with, I don't do this always, but a word of prayer for you. Father, as people are beginning to engage in the battle of their heart, the seeing the assaults of the devil. Some may be able to identify him right away. Others are so fearful of the battle that they've repressed them. They've uh, put them in a corner, a dark corner of their heart and locked the key. And therefore, they have a diminished heart. Lord, we all know that we can't hide from fear and then yet be filled with love. Uh, Lord, if we're diminishing one part of our personality, the others go with it. And we want to be free to love and to be vibrant and to be all that you called us to be. So help us to deal with these issues of, of uh, this, this kingdom in, in conflict and give us victory. Lord, thank you that you bind up the strong men. I pray for those listening today that if they're in areas right now of, uh, of, of deep need, Lord, that they would have learned today that you're with them and not only with them, but strong enough to help uh, fight the battles and give them victory. In Jesus' name we give thanks. Amen. Each week, this podcast reaches thousands of listeners. This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in World Challenge's mission. Thank you for listening and supporting World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ.